Colin? That's spooky stew. Oh, nice. I like that. <laughs> Was that off the cuff? Uh, yeah, I just thought that up there now. It's like, we have to do nice. something, acknowledge that Halloween exists, because the next episode <laughs> we do will be after Halloween. You can't be doing that now. Mm. You yeah, uh, dairy's pretty popular for Halloween. Yeah. We we are the Halloween capital of the world. Yep, the whole per, world. Pretty fucking much. We're not we're not even exaggerating when we say that. Yeah. <laughs> this weird weird wee town in, in, in Ireland is is the the place <laughs> to go for Halloween. Um yep. Yeah, so we we it is episode twenty seven. We're still at this, um, and we've got a lot of wrestling to talk about, and uh, a few spooky uh, game related news. So let's get weighted in. Um, and the first thing is we're gonna have a, a, another new game review of a game that's just come out. Um, uh, Stu, I will hand it over to you. Then what have you been playing? So yes, I have been very excited about this. Since it was first announced, it's the reason I bought the Oculus 2, or Quest 2. I've been playing Resident Evil 4 VR, and it mm. is amazing. I'm not just saying that. Uh, that Everyone that's been sort of been playing it and talking about it has been saying this is a standout game for VR. And how the team Aperture, I think they're called, have taken the 16-year-old game and adjusted it for VR is just genius. Hmm. Like, it is really well done, and from the moment you start and you're in that wee village, it's so surreal standing in that village and, you know, yeah. being able to look around and stuff. It's so cool. It looks really good. I have to admit, there, you can definitely tell there's been texture updates and things. Um, but obviously the big difference, in Resident Evil 4, when you were aiming, you couldn't move. Yeah. Obviously, in VR, you can do that now. Oh. Um, yeah, but obviously, you know, VR, you can move around and you can be aiming and stuff. Hell, you can you can carry two guns at once if you want. Oh, so it actually, it isn't like, uh, uh, I know you've never played Half-Life, Alex, but it's not like a thing where the, the gun is permanently in your hand just for, nope. you know, ease of gameplay. It's very, the... the the gunplay feels very uh, Robo Recall. Yeah. No, very sharp, very sort of quick, you know. Um, but to adjust this, the enemy AI has sort of been made more aggressive. Right. So they will do a lot more sprinting right at you and they'll come from all directions. Where normally, you know, Resi 4, they sort of, sort of, they didn't bunch up on a line, but they would sort of fill the screen. Yeah, and so they, they were would, always sort of kind of in front of you. They would march, trudge towards you, like yes. And this, they've sort of adapted it so they will just run from all directions. Yeah, so that is the one thing I I asked you at the start. It's like you know, Resident Evil Four is not exactly um, while it's an action game, it's it's not exactly you know you've got no cursor on the screen, so you you can't mm. like snap aim or anything. You're usually trying to find where that. That laser sight is pointing, but in VR, yes. you're just aiming yourself down the barrel of a gun. Yep. So it seems like it would almost make it trivial. So I guess that's how they, they deal with that. And they also, uh, they've definitely upped the enemy number. Uh, so you are, 
your like the first village battle. Uh, you know, obviously the the big battle everyone remembers. I sweat in buckets. Panic because. Yeah, you do, you do, because they're they're running at you, and you have to reload yourself. That's the big thing. Yeah. You know, I, I drop my clip more than a couple of times. <laughs> like, oh shit, shit, shit! <laughs> and then when fucking Mister Chainsaw's tearing at you, you're like, oh Jesus Christ! Um, and the whole uh, obviously, if you sort of put yourself in a room, you know, they'd stand outside it, and they would do a bit of banging, and then they would eventually come through. Mm. Oh no, they are busting through windows instantly. <laughs> they they are very very aggressive on this um but fantastic really well put together the only downside i would have against this game yes the enemies have definitely been updated the boss fights are a bit easy that's the one thing i've noticed shoot the weak point like that's that's the resident evil 4 boss fights in a nutshell isn't it it's like shoot the glowy well, thing el giante right yeah Obviously, when you wanted to shoot him, you had to stay still. Oh, no, or you can run run around the back run rings around him. Yeah. The very cool thing, though, was... Uh, you know when you've done the famous thing where you would jump on his back and stab the big parasite? Yeah. You are actually on his back. Oh, and you're doing cool. the stabbing yourself. It's very... Because the first time he went down, I just shot the parasite. And I thought, wait a minute, what am I doing? So the second time he went down, I hit the button, and Leon jumps on his back, and I'm stabbing the big parasite. So did that just very, have very cool. you in first person doing the jumping? Like it? No. So this is this is the one thing people are getting on to about. But to me, this is this is not a big deal. And yeah. if you thought this was going to happen, you're insane. They right. thought the cutscenes and everything were going to be VR. Oh uh, right. So here's the thing: is uh, some of the shit Leon would is doing yes. in those cutscenes. Yes. Like that would make some people throw up, um, yes. and some people genuinely have that problem with VR games. So you, you have to mm-hmm. you have to think about things like that. Like him yeah, doing you've, fucking you've flips seen and how Leon dives out a window. Yeah, yeah. Like, do that in VR battle. <laughs> what about that laser room? Oh, I doing flips all over the place. <laughs> and then you're in your living room, um, just fucking hurling all over the place. <laughs> Um, so I, so well, the cutscenes are uh, just you, you sort of come out of the game and you watch them as you would normally play in Resi Four. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's only the the only real downside I've had is a couple of boss fights. Now the big boss fight in the lake that was very tough because you're having to drive the boat and aim VR style. Oh yeah, so that's actually really tough. Yeah, trying to throw but, the, the harpoon. Well, how they do it in this one is you have a harpoon gun. Ah, uh, right, right. So the harpoons are on the boat beside you, but you have to load them into the front um, of the gun. I find in VR, thrown weapons are a good way to lose a fucking controller. <laughs> I yes. know they're, they're strapped to your hand, but it's like... Ah, yeah. So I have got up to the point in the game now where I am in the castle. Um, right. So and uh, I've had, I've taken on the first guy, you know the big blind guys with the big Wolverine claws. Yes, I've taken on my first one of them. They're not nice in VR. I would imagine they wouldn't be. I, I guess because they, like, the part you're at now, you're starting to get the 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 late stage 
uh, Plagueis where the heads explode. That must be pretty, oh, pretty fucking disgusting to look at up close. The first time that <laughs> happens to you and one of them runs at you, you're just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> one of the toughest bits I found is, you know, the, the famous bit where you're in like the wee house with Lewis? Yeah. And they're just surrounding the house. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, they're so aggressive. Like, they are just busting in in their dozens. And you're just doing your best to fight them off. Mm. And again, that's another panic reload moment. Um, and it's very clever, though, because you can carry sort of two guns at once. So you have your two-handed weapon on your shoulder. So shotguns, your Uzi, your rifle. And you have a single-handed weapon on your, your hip. So your pistol or magnum, if you have one. You have a grenade on your chest and your knife on your other shoulder. Oh, and you have a healing item as well. But you can just go into your menu and heal yourself if you're in a bit of a panic. Um, but uh, So you still can pause. Oh, right. but you can I, still I, pause it and heal yourself. I guess you can't just go uh, click on pistol combined with bullets in the pause menu, no? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> None of that shit. Come on, that's Resident Evil. Uh, <laughs> that's you couldn't you're... actually do that in 4. Oh, could you not? Never. Bastards. So... They, I know, <laughs> they were clever there. Um, but, of course, I got to meet my favorite character in VR as well, and he's a legend in VR. Uh, the, uh, you, yeah, the wee merchant. Merchant, yeah. Uh, because you actually pull the guns out of his coat. <laughs> you reach him. That's a bit and weird. And you pull rocket launchers and all out. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so... Really, really enjoying it. Um, there's a few... The, the big change I noticed, sorry. Uh, do you remember the shooting range? His, the, the merchant shooting ranges? Yes. So how they worked in the original was you just... You just played it and you would get a score and you would get your e-figurines. How they've done it in this one is there is... Each gun has its own shooting range. And you unlock a figurine for each gun. Mm. So it's pretty cool. Um, so I was doing the pistol one yesterday, then I was doing the shotgun one and all. Uh, but I've literally got up to the point now where I'm getting into the sewers with the bugs. Oh, shit, that's going to be... <laughs> and I had to turn it off last night. <laughs> I was freaking a bit. I would imagine. Oh, Christ. They are massive when you're looking at them. Uh, and you just sort of see the shimmer and stuff, and you're like, oh, Jesus. So, yeah. That makes you panic, but I can't believe that they have done such a good job putting it into VR. That's good to hear. Oh, I wish you could play it, yeah. but you know, I know that's the really <laughs> shitty thing. I have to confess, but the only the only thing that sort of gives you hope it is Resi Four. They've ported it to literally everything. I d- here's the thing: this isn't like th- this isn't a Resident Evil Seven situation where that was Sony got them to make a VR version of that just for. PlayStation VR. This mm. is like Facebook releasing this as a Quest 2 exclusive and you can't play it on the Rift, even though there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to play yeah, it on the Rift. there isn't. Like, you know, there is a reason why you can't play it in the Quest 1. It just can't handle it. Yeah. But like, the Rift is running on a PC. Yeah. So what? Yeah. what's the problem? There's, there shouldn't be a problem there. It is, a, like I say, I reckon it won't be too long before... It happens. I don't know. Facebook seemed to just see as soon as they got the, the quest going, they, they abandoned ship on the, the Rift. Basically just fuck you. But they still release Rift games, though. 
Yeah, well, like, that's there's still... games that I can't play on my quest that you can play. Yeah, there's. I think that's down to the developers. I don't know what the, the sense oh, of right. making this a quest exclusive is. Um, see, I yeah. heard somebody describe it as a... I, I can see where they were coming from, but it was still very... It's a bad argument. It's, you know, you treat the quest as its own console. So some no. consoles have their own exclusives. No. And it's like, no, not really, mate. <laughs> no. You make the a game available to as many people as possible because why would you gatekeep a game like that mm. and that that ties into um another story actually that's a good segue um mm-hmm. coming to the pc god of war fucking mm. great god of war uh available to to more people uh you know be 60 frames a second at least because on pc you'll be able to play it in 4k which is great um, mm-hmm. And this is obviously following the the pattern of um, what's that shitty fucking Days Gone, um, oh, yeah. and Horizon Zero Dawn coming to PC now. Now you got God of War. Um, yeah, there's people whinging about that coming out in PC. Why no ball? Why no PlayStation? It's like um, you know what? Because you got to play it three years ago. <laughs> yeah. Also. <laughs> also. Go take your fucking head out your ass, would you? Ah, true, <laughs> like, true. Why do you have a problem with other people, like more people playing this game, which will result in them making more of this game? Uh, it's just, it's nuts. Um, uh, as well, like, uh, you, you're like, why did you buy a PlayStation to pl- to to play this? Is like, well, the alternative is you need to spend a couple of grand, and as you said, wait three years. <laughs> <laughs> So to yeah. which you already know the story, no doubt. Uh, Stories uh, don't get a stay secret in the internet. I'm afraid. No, no, I, I, I don't, I don't understand that that attitude of. Uh, it's like, oh, it's for Sony only. We're we're the the PlayStation nation. It's like fuck off. <laughs> you can you can still be a PlayStation Nation. You mean it's it, what harm is it doing coming to your a PC though? Uh, no. None. P- people, <laughs> no, it's doing no harm. It's only doing good. Like it's, Aye. um, you know, people, helps fund that studio so they put more money into a sequel. Yep. More people are able to play this really good game. Um, hmm. it is a very good game. You lose nothing. Except feeling like a special wee boy because you're the only one that can play it yeah. on, you know, how like the millions and millions of fucking PlayStation fours out there. It's like I, fuck off. I, I don't, just, I don't get that. You know, what's funny um, is Nvidia have released an update for you know their uh, GeForce Now streaming. Yes, where it works on Edge. So technically, mm-hmm. you'll be able to play it on Xbox. <laughs> Via the edge That's browser. very good. It's like, stick that one in your pipe and fucking cry yourself oh. to sleep. Uh, that we uh, Sony fanboys head will explode. Oh Jesus! Eh? Yeah, I, I oh, don't. I, I don't understand the fan fanboy and stuff like that. Um, I enjoy it for a bit of crack, like, but it wouldn't be that hardcore. But. Um, I, d- I hope uh, just, I hope you don't mind if we mind reversing a wee quick second. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. So obviously, Resi 4, brilliant. If you can play it, go play it. The success of this 
mm-hmm. has got some studios thinking about taking that era of games and VR in them. Because it obviously mm. can be done. Yeah. And apparently this is something that... Remember I was saying a while back that apparently Konami were working on three Silent Hill projects and one of them was supposedly VR? Yeah. There is a big rumor that Silent Hill 2 could get a hell of an update. <laughs> I don't know if I would have the balls to play that. I yeah. played through Silent Hill 2 and I still don't know if I could do it. I it's uh, I I like to think I know the game well enough. Um as it is at the minute to to just be familiar enough, you know, not to not to find it too too scary, mm. but they're bound to change stuff. The like like what's what's well, the I point? Won't, lady, uh there's a couple of moments like I know Resident Evil 4, like the back of my hand. And there's a couple of moments where I've still felt just that wee bit uneasy because you're you're not just playing it from across the room now. You're in yeah. it. <laughs> you don't have that safe space between your eyeballs and the bad things anymore. So Yeah. Plus, see a first person perspective. It uh, it really narrows your field of view. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, will I? <laughs> so that's the other thing. It's like I don't actually know what's around this I can't turn the camera anymore and look around this corner. I have to go around the corner. <laughs> Just, just peek. so we speak into the corner so yeah that would uh that would be a pretty cool one i was just thinking is there any other games you think would be actually from that era would be pretty cool vr'd up very quickly if you can think of anything like specifically horror games no well anything uh, some people know. say metal gear no <laughs> i don't know that would work i wouldn't want to play metal like uh, Stealth in VR, I don't know. Um, Hitman might be pretty cool. But you can play Hitman VR. Can you? Yeah, there's a VR component to Hitman 3. Did you not know that? I guess PlayStation uh, exclusive. You can play God that, damn it. That, you can play that whole thing in VR. Um, Hitman 3 is playable in VR. Yes. Fuck, I didn't know that. But I am pretty sure it's only PlayStation. It's PlayStation. L- look it up. Oh. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Um, I must get a look into that because that would be amazing. Uh, I, yeah, I don't think you're going to be able to play it on a classic. But um, no, no, no. I would. I would be worried that I would actually feel like a proper murderer. <laughs> you're throwing like tons of beans at boys. <laughs> don't do that they like just doing the piano wire for the first time you'd be a bit oh jesus christ no one's doing piano (laughs) boy's eyes going out everyone's just throwing silly (laughs) objects at people that's that's all i'm taking this guy with a ton of beans or a fucking or pushing him off something uh well um other news of Sony thing exclusives going mm. elsewhere as well. We got this is a rumor, uh, but mm. Bluepoint uh, working on a few things recently acquired by Sony. They're the guys that did the Demon Souls remake. Uh, so the rumor is they're working on three projects. One being a PS5 version of Bloodborne, a PC version of Bloodborne, and a sequel to Bloodborne. So they're doing all the Bloodborne. Um, I 
really hope that's true. Just a rumor, but yeah, I that, know that would be really, really good. Um, like their Demon Souls remake looked incredible. I'd love to see how good they can make Bloodborne look. Mm, I just settle I'm for just having uh, Bloodborne run at that sixty frames yeah, would be gorgeous. Nice, nice steady frame rate. That's that's what I would love to have. Um. Yeah, just uh, quickly going through these stories so we can get onto all this wrestling move. Uh, mm. Sony patented a thing that lets uh, spectators remove players from streamed esports games, which is a dumbass idea. Why would you let people do that? This would not happen in any other sport. So right. why they've obviously patented this? Yeah, but can they use it? Uh, well, I don't know because like you can't just start doing that on twitch but if the, like sony bought keep in mind sony bought evo they own oh, yeah. Evo the, the big tournament now, so they're going into esports so uh, this is a thing but the, like we all know the shitty side of you mm. know the online gaming community and it's full of fucking bullshit hate raids and toxic communities so giving them an extra tool to be fucking dickheads with just seems like a bad mm. idea um it's it's kind of a yeah like they ruin it for everyone but like yeah it's let's just not um and as well even even in the best of fucking um intentions like no, like the job, like if you have a team, an esports team, it should be up to the manager to make decisions like that to do the best for winning the match, not the fucking mm-hmm. spectators. It's like they're spectators. Let's keep it that way because this is just just a bad road to go down. It is. Um, and another sort of shitty thing that someone's doing, uh, Dead by Daylight. Um, no. That new Hellraiser model is being made available as an NFT. Uh, it, if an if you don't know what that is, uh, very quickly, like imagine if I'm an artist and I draw a picture and give it to you, and you would how you would own that picture, and it's it's a one of a kind picture, and it's yours. It's like how can you do that digitally? Uh, because since you can copy everything, uh, you know, copy paste images and, and stuff. Well, this is a way to do that. It uses blockchain to give it a, a unique ID. So you can say, I own the original of this, even though there's no difference between the, you know, two million other copies of it. It just has this tag on it that says it's the original. It's a pointless fucking grift. It's a load of bullshit. Um, and yeah, the, 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 Dead by Daylight shouldn't be taking part in this at all. So they, I, I, I was, I've been a big Dead by Daylight fan and I've been looking into this. So Deb, or the, the Devs Behaviour Studios, they are sort of putting their hands up going, we're not selling this. Hey, hey. But. It's their I, fucking, uh, it's their model that's being sold. They, they made it. 100% agreement. They literally advertised this on their Twitter and everything. That's yeah. where people were losing their minds. It's like, ah, you're not selling it, but you're fucking advertising it. Yeah, you're not and selling it, but you made you made it. You 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 you're contributing to this fucking shit. This uh, like a, a lot of experts think this whole NFT thing is a bubble. It will burst. Some people will mm-hmm. have made a lot of money, but it's gonna it's gonna collapse at some point. Um, I don't know, but it seems like it probably is because like. If you look at it, 
it is fucking ridiculous. It's like people paying mm-hmm. millions for an artist's original, you know, a JPEG of a, a, mm-hmm. a digital piece of art they did. But it's like, it goes against what digital media is. It's like, it's not like, it's not like, you know, Leonardo's Da Vinci, where it's the actual thing where his, he held a fucking brush in his hand and touched it to that canvas to make yep. this painting. This is a thing where they, they used a tablet and on like a program like Photoshop or something, there's files somewhere else that you don't have as part of your NFT that are technically the original data that, that was used to create the ones and zeros that you have that this tag is on it. It's like there's nothing original about it. Having an original mm. song in a digital space doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, this is really fucking dumb. A lot of players are pissed as well because they found good, this out good. after maybe they had bought the Hellraiser chapter. Yeah. So like, no, we want our money back. What the fuck? I don't want to be supporting NFTs and stuff. And uh, Behaviour, I think, are just trying to sweep it under the rug. And the game's obviously not dead or anything, but their player count has taken a bit of a hit. Yeah, that, that'll... Do you know that... what player count has suddenly started to rise? Are you going to say Friday the 13th? No. Oh, uh, okay. Resident Evil Resistance? Oh, fuck. I thought that was dead. <laughs> That's where they're all... I thought it was dead too. I put it up for the yeah, last the other day. Fuck, I got a game instantly. What about that other one? <laughs> is that Reverse? Is that still? Oh, that's not even out yet. That's out I next year. Can. No, no, it's a, it has a Steam page still saying next year. So. Oh, okay. I mean, that's more like a fucking Team Deathmatch type thing. Yeah, um, it looks. There are two more games uh, that are of Dead by Daylight style. One of them looks hilarious. It's like if Dead by Daylight and Call of Duty's prop hunt mode had a baby. So the survivors can turn into props. Mm-hmm. But every 10 seconds, they make a fart noise. And the killer will obviously hear the fart noise. And if you're in prop form, you can die in one hit. <laughs> but if you turn into a human and leg it, you can take two hits. <laughs> so, but the physics engine is ridiculous so like the props are like bouncing all over the place and all (laughs) it looks properly hilarious and then the other one which is getting a lot of uh sort of traction is this uh, vhs it's like a very 80s horror inspired thing is it based on the the movie series no 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 um well maybe actually i don't know but i know they put out this tweet saying um just to let you know we're making this game out of love uh we will never have anything to do with nfts we're not here to make a quick buck unlike some people <laughs> so, yeah there's a lot of people sinking uh, the boots in the behavior studios at the moment it's the fact that they're not even acknowledging it i think that's what's really pissing people off yeah <clears throat> it's just like i shut up and keep playing the game it's a it's a shitty thing. It's there's a whole environmental aspect to it that uh, I'm not gonna get into now. But it's just like for people to be doing this shit, it's just to make a quick buck. Um, it benefits no one, and it's it's just mm. a, it's just another shitty internet grift, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Snake oil. Yep, snake oil all over the place. Um, mm. Just lastly, I wanted to bring up. Um, 
a game that isn't exactly new. Well, it came out this year. It came out in August um, of this year. Hmm. Uh, that you actually turned me on to, uh, Maitre, and I have since finished it. Um, Tormented Souls, uh, made by a tiny wee team down in Chile, which is not uh, something it's I thought quite That's what caught my eye about it. Mm. Um, and it's weird because the entire game is based in Canada. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was made by uh, a, ga- uh, a a small team in Chile, and it is just a love letter to Resident Evil and Silent Hill. Um, Aye, and I guess Alone in the Dark. Um, it's a love letter, but it's not just uh, you're not just playing it going, oh, they just copied that. Oh, they just copied that. They have got their own idea. Yeah. They, but you can see where the inspirations come from. Yeah, they definitely got, like, it, it's not just cribbing on those. It, it has value as of itself and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, manages to, to be its own thing at the same time. And I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought some of the puzzles were absolutely incredible. The, the Some of the puzzles are uh, maybe... I, thank you for that hint. <laughs> like, I like, would never have worked that out. Y- yeah, I didn't either. I looked that shit up. Uh, <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> it, it's like, yeah, some of them are, are proper like 90s adventure game levels of that made sense in your head. <laughs> uh, the corpse <laughs> round the table. I would never uh, have worked that out. I probably wouldn't. I can see the logic of that one is you're supposed to see through yeah, the, your wind, man doing the window this guy in the dark walking around this corpse and you're supposed to connect the dots. It's like, oh, I'm supposed to go in next door and do that myself. Um, mm. But still, it's... Well, I, I was in the room. I was all right. Why is there a light switch here? Why would I turn the lights out yeah. in this room? But I couldn't work it out. Yeah, I was running around all over the place too. And then, uh, I... I walked around him at one stage, and the other way he starts to convulse a bit. Yeah. I thought that was meant to be a jump scare. Yeah. I was. I thought I was like, oh, they're trying to freak me out. Yeah, there, there's nothing I, to specify, do it three times. You sp- you speak to the guy in the room as well, and he tells you about the shamans used to do a dance around yes. the, the recently dead and bring them back to life, and that's your clue. But you're like... Why would you do there there's I don't think there's anything in that one to say do it three times and that's uh, what, where you can see some some of the puzzles are like like maybe this is a bit too esoteric and maybe a wee bit obscure you know but that's like um you know that, that's a small criticism it's still like I I appreciate like making some real fucking proper puzzles that we haven't seen in the survival horror um, genre since, you know, the... The heartbeat one was one of my favorites. Yeah, I loved the heartbeat one where you had to listen to the statue to get the the pattern of the heartbeat and then uh, Mm. use a door knocker on the door and do the same pattern. There's one later on, Stu, I don't think you'll have got to this, is yeah, you will find a vinyl. You have to listen to the melody on that and then recreate it. Did you do it? No, I've got the vinyl and right. it's playing, and I'm not too sure what to do with the, the melody yet. You you will get buttons that, and you have to recreate that melody by ear. So, oh, Jesus, good, <laughs> good luck with that one. At the moment, I've got to the part very quickly. Um, because I, I obviously know what this is a nod to. There's the flying nemesis type character. 
Yes. So here's a, here's a criticism of that one as well. Right. So I get what you're doing. Like, it's supposed to be an unkillable enemy that torments you for the rest of the game, follows you everywhere. They spawn in on you coming in to a room. The problem is they despawn as soon as you leave the room. So anytime I heard the music, I just left, came back, came back uh, in, and they were gone. Do you know what that, uh, that, that well, that's what I'm thinking of it is. The, 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 the character model of that. Yeah. It's the doll under the basement in Evil Dead 2. Yeah. That's it's because the first I'd say I, I I looked at it and went, that's the big rubber suit from Evil Dead 2. <laughs> and sadly I giggled rather than went, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, the other thing's not particularly scary. Um No. But but there's some of the other stuff in it is, is very scary. I like the monster design. Yeah. Um some some I would say Silent Hill esque things. Um as as you said yourself, and I totally agree, I would rather have that wee team take a stab at Res- or Silent Hill than oh, yeah. Bloober team. They, they basically, this is a better this is a better um, tribute to Silent Hill than that game Blooper Team made. That is medium. Meet them uh, medium. This is this is better than that. He's by a fucking mile. Maybe not as technically competent because, like, again, it's a smaller team. And but even when I, think I there's like five of them. Even when I came up against like audio bugs and visual bugs, they somehow actually worked and scared me. So <laughs> you know, it's not all that bad. Um, yeah, th- this does like a lot of the stuff that like there's tank controls, but they're optional. Uh, I didn't use the tank controls because. Yeah, it's fine for about five minutes. And yeah, it kind of it uses fixed camera perspective a lot, but mixes it up with, uh, f- you know, behind the back camera. But like Sound Hill mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, the fixed camera can be a bit frustrating with uh, with full on 3D controls. That's just the nature of the beast there. But it's still, I still think that's a better way to play than tank controls. And if you mm-hmm. think a game needs tank controls to be considered uh, survival horror, you are nuts. Uh, survival horror is not a control scheme <laughs> it's more than mm. that so um yeah it, it doesn't use pre-rendered backgrounds but everything has this nice look to it yeah the, it the, does the, that would put you in mind of the the resident evil mansion um mm. and it's like there's lots of clutter and really mundane items lying about that you would expect from a, a resident evil um that makes the you know, makes the the place that you're in feel alive um, mm. and used. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's just it just hits it hits so many of the things that you want out of a game like that. And make, it just made you feel like like playing games like like Resident Evil on that back in the day. Uh, like just captured that feeling so well for me. Um, yeah. Make another one. I thoroughly enjoy it, and I can't wait to finish it. And I really hope that it did do well, and they do do a sequel. Mm, same. Uh, well, that, that that's is a PS5 version. Um, hmm. I don't know if there's a PS4 version. I think there is. No, wait, no. I don't think there is. I think mm. it's PS5 only. I don't think it's even on Xbox. I think it's on PC and PS5 only. Yeah. Well, 
Anyway. Did she go play it? It's really good. Yeah, it is. Um, I can't can't recommend it uh, enough. Yeah, you can get it on Steam. Um, it's cheap, uh, like seventeen pound on Steam. I think it's like fifteen on on PlayStation. Uh, yeah, support more stuff like this. Mm. Definitely. All right, so let's move on to some wrestling because we had a big week. Where do we start here? Mm. Let's start with the G one. Okay. Because some shit happened there. So uh, over the Uh-oh. last last few weeks, oh you you probably don't even know about the other thing I've got to talk about here. Because um, I know you didn't watch it yourself. Uh, I watched the final. Mm. It's uh, if you don't know, the G One Climax is a big tournament. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling it takes place over weeks and weeks. Um, there's two. Well, this year there were two blocks. Uh, everyone in each each block wrestled everyone else. You get points for a win. Um, and whoever had the most points at the end of each uh, end of everyone fighting each other for each block fought each other in the final. So we had our final here. First thing to point out, um, your boy Jeff Cobb. Holy shit. Mm. He was undefeated up until his last match. Um, he had a hell of a run in, in this this tournament. Um, made him look like an absolute superstar. Uh, and he's nothing to be ashamed of because his last match was against Okada, who I know. also had only lost one match that entire uh, in the entire mm. block. So they finished 16 points uh, each, uh, but because Okada beat Cobb, he's mm. the guy, he's the one that uh, qualified for the final. On the it's a very good way of doing that. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, on the other side of it, we have uh, Ibushi. Uh, finishing with 14 points uh again that 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 block uh i think there was like four guys down to the last matches four guys on 12 points each so close as hell right up until the end uh really well booked uh tournament uh that that gave us an okada bushi match as the final um which you you would think this couldn't be going any better and then the final happened and for about 20 minutes, we get this excellent Okada Bushi match. And then Ibushi goes to do the Phoenix Splash on Okada, which is a like a corkscrew 450 splash. Mm-hmm. Um, and you notice straight away the way he lands. Now, he misses the move. He's supposed to miss the move. But the way he lands, his right arm gives out and he hits his head on the mat. And it just looks wrong. Um... And he doesn't get up, and the referee comes over and checks on him, and he stops the match and awards it to Okada. He broke his arm doing that move. And it's just, ah, oh man. It seems like, you know, Ibushi can't catch a break. It's uh. a real shame to end like what was a really good G1 climax on, on that note. Um, Okada has said he wants he wants the rematch. Um, I don't know that this has been part of the angle the whole time, but uh, he considers because Ibushi he had the Intercontinental and the Heavyweight titles. He merged them into one, which a lot of people didn't like. Uh, Okada being one of the guys that didn't like this, uh, and then Ibushi lost that to Osprey. Osprey injured Shingo as the the champion. 
Uh, Carlos Bissi doesn't consider Shingo the champion. Uh, he, as far as he concerns, it's still Ibushi, and he wants the 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 IWGP Heavyweight Title, not the IWGP World Heavyweight Title, which is the one which is the two combined. So mm. uh, interesting stuff there. We could be seeing a return of the Heavyweight Title and Intercontinental Title, uh, which we lost when he um, when he unified those two. No, that is not the biggest news from from this final. Now, uh, just before the the main event, which was was that final that we just talked about, um, we had uh, we intermission. You know, they they cleaned down the rings and that. Um, yep. And you've got you've got the commentators Kevin Kelly and the guy whose name I can never remember. I'm sorry, he's a really good commentator. Um, and Sax Saber Jr.'s music hits, and he comes out, um, not to, like sort of wearing not his usual ring gear, but he's got shorts, and it's like he's ready for practice, basically. Um, so he comes out, uh, gets in the ring, doesn't say anything, and then Katsuyori Shibata's music hits. Now I don't know if you know about Shibata mm. if you know much about him but he's a guy who was um, retired in 2017 because of injuries now he was I'm pretty sure he was going to be uh, a heavyweight champion at, at some point um, he's very strong style he was very very good would have held the you know the never open weight champion yeah. He, he would have been considered, you know, like along with Ishii, like that kind of strong style, uh, fucking mm. excellent guy. And then he he won the New Japan Cup, and then had a match with Okada. He lost the match with Okada, but right after that match for the title, he collapsed backstage, had to be rushed to hospital, emergency brain surgery. He had this thing where it's oh, a build, build up of blood between the skull and the brain, and basically told you're never wrestling again. You're done. Um, another you know, another impact to the head could be it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was 2017. He comes out and they wrestle a five minute, um, exhibition with Sax Sabre Jr. Mm. And it was fucking excellent. It's no, there was no strikes. There was no slams. It was all submission based holds. And it was so, mm. it was just so engaging and gruesome watching these two guys. And you're sitting there, being like holy shit it's shibata it's another guy who we thought would never see ever again he's like you no know, daniel bryan like edge like a a, mm. a guy we thought it was impossible impossible like this he's totally like you almost died if you keep doing this you will die and now he's been cleared and this, this is apparently him back um and it's such a huge fucking deal <laughs> um what age is this guy sir he's 42 so he's, he's got a few years left. You know, he's the same age mm-hmm. like Punk and Brian, and they're putting mm. on, you know, Daniel Brian Danielson's doing some of the fucking the best work he's ever done at the minute. Um, yeah. And and he's 42. So a match between these two will be great. Um, Kenta's got to be like, um, he had a run-in with Kenta with when Kenta came back to New Japan when he left WWE. 
Um, and he came back and joined the ball club, and part of him getting heat was him, you know, t- beating the shit out of out of Shibata. Um, and then, uh, like, so these two, Saxe Abra Jr. and Shibata, wrestled to a draw, shook hands, walking out Shibata one last time, gets back in and just takes a bump just to say, <laughs> I can take a fucking bump, and then leaves. So, yeah, Shibata's back. Um, it, it's cool. sort of wait and see um, mm. to see what uh, how just how back he is because uh, the the injury he had was real real fucking bad. Like mm. if you need emergency brain surgery, that's you yep. know <laughs> that's bad stuff. And this guy's that's as bad as it gets. Yeah, this guy's proper. Like you know, really stiff strikes sort of, and he used headbutts a lot. Uh, which I can't see him doing that anymore because uh, they say that's maybe part of what uh, <laughs> what caused his, his health issues and to begin with. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, st- he, Kevin Kelly was going out of his mind on commentary. He couldn't fucking believe <laughs> what he was saying. Yeah. Um, I don't know if those guys actually knew and were just putting this on, but it, it sounded genuine to me. Uh, yeah, so so that's a uh, bit of good news, bit of bad news from the G1 Climax. Um, hmm. uh, but hopefully hopefully uh, Ibushi uh, is able to rehab his arm before Wrestle Kingdom because we could have some interesting stuff happen there. Um. So we had another big event this weekend, uh, Impact Bound for Glory. Stu, you watched this. I did, I did. Um, all around, I would say it was a good event. Um, the sort of highlights, I would say, they brought in a new championship. They call it the Digital Media Championship, which, and it's basically intergender championship. Um, and our inaugural champion is Jordan Grace. Sweet. It was a six-way match. Very good match. She just dominated. Um, they just made her look like an absolute wee beast. Yeah. Suplex and fucking guys three times her size and all. But very, very good match. Um, I was a bit shocked that Decay lost their knockouts tag titles. But I suppose they want to make a big deal out of the inspiration, formerly known as the Iconics. <clears throat> yeah, it's good to see um, them back wrestling again. Yeah, yep. Yeah. A lot of people are shocked they ended up in Impact. Yeah, it seems like AEW needs them. Mm. Uh, like introducing that second title, which um, you know they 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 need to. Maybe diversify that that roster a bit, maybe deepen it a bit, get some some yeah. more talent in there. Uh, but a lot of people say though that um, a lot of sorry talent would say that they see the way Impact work with their sort of two days on, but they record a good bunch of episodes. Yeah, they enjoy that schedule. I uh, you're not um, doing doing a live live mm. live TV. Uh, well, well, that's fair enough. Um, um, obviously, Josh Alexander uh, relinquished his X Division Championship to be in the main event. So we have a new X Division champion in We Trey Miguel. Oh, nice! It was a very good match. 
very good match. It was Trey Miguel, Steve Macklin, and El Fantasmo. Um, oh, good match it was. Bullet Club's mm-hmm, El mm-hmm. Fantasmo. Yes. No, El wait. Fantasmo is very good. Is he in Bullet Club? I can't remember. He is. He is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because he came out with a couple of Bullet Club guys. He came out with uh, Chris Bay and Hikaleo. Very, very um, uh, New Japan heavy sort of show this was. I know that they have a lot of guys over in the US at the moment. Yes, so. they do. Um, because uh, Good Brothers kept their tag belts and they were in a three-way tag team with Finjus of New Japan and the Bullet Club. <laughs> right, okay. So... <laughs> Uh, Chris Bay and Hikaleo were against the Finjuice and the Good Brothers. Good Brothers retained. And then, I have to admit, uh, the match that sort of shocked me the most was Mickey James against Diana Perazzo. R- really? That's now, what shocked you the most? No, no. I like. I have no problem with Mickey James. I think she's really good. But a thing I always find, and it kind of annoys me, is when someone just comes out of nowhere and wins the belt off a champion who has been kicking ass for nearly a year... Like she, she hasn't even had any uh, matches in Impact recently. She just sort of came in and yeah, they've been doing a story, I, but there's been no matches or anything. I get what you're saying. Uh, Diana's been. I know Mickey pretty... James has that sort of big storied career behind her, mm. but they have been building Diana like an absolute unstoppable sort of machine. You probably could. The match was fantastic, by the way. You probably could have put someone else over. Or who could have yeah, used, used that You could have had Mickey James at least win a couple of matches or do some stuff. But you, I, you are right. You could have someone who maybe didn't... Well, not didn't, but Mickey the, the, James doesn't the, need to be champion again. Yeah, the, this could have made someone. This could oh, have... This put a, the, you could have made a new a new big name. Um, you could have. You know, you're Diana the part, has been on real. What, she been champion for like fucking two years or something like maybe nearly a year nearly a year but uh, but if you take like she lost it for like a month didn't she in the, but if you take, oh, yeah, yeah, if, you take the, if you take those two reigns, year and a half in um well at the same time you you, you don't you, you wouldn't begrudge mickey james she's no she's no mickey fucking james like so yeah uh, yeah and the match was fantastic so it was it was really really good so Let's let's hear about the thing that we want to hear yep. your thoughts on. Really, yep. so <laughs> very very quickly, I should. So main event: Josh Alexander, Christian Cage, unbelievable. I would I imagine. Point so. out. Should, should point out earlier in the night. By the way, there was a twenty man, well twenty man and woman battle royale. Uh, it's basically their money in the bank. Yeah, they call it the call your shot gauntlet. Yeah, you just and Moose get the- wins it. Yeah, so you, yep. you you just sort of see where this is. So, <laughs> yes. Now Josh and Christian Cage put on an absolute incredible match, and Josh makes Christian tap. And Josh's family is there, so they come into the ring. He's got his wee son and his wife, and they're all celebrating and they're all really happy. Moose comes tearing into the ring, hands over the title or hands over the trophy. Josh gets his family out of the ring safely, so he has his back to Moose. He turns around, Moose spears him, pins him, one, two, three. And you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. I guess their thinking was, 
Uh, we have the big happy moment with Josh Alexander, but yeah. where do we go from here? To get people to tune in next week, we'll have Moose come in. But, like, to me, that's like, fuck off, I'm not watching this shit anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. That, that's a fine line to walk, is is when to give your big face fan favorite, just let them have the moment, and when yeah. to fuck them over. Like, for example, if AEW fuck over Hangman, at full gear, uh, I think that would be really bad. And it's like we've—he's struggled enough, and we just need that moment now. And I think that was probably the same for Josh Alexander, who has worked really time. fucking hard, has stepped up in the, like when Impact had very little talent there to work with, mm-hmm. um, and and got into the himself into that main event spot. And it's like, God, could you not just let him have that? Victoria's moment it was like, here comes this. You could have done this at a later date. You could have had Josh yeah. defend the belt. Do, do that on him. Work his ass off do, and then do it. Do that on, on your next impact. Let him have that moment at the end of the pay-per-view and then have him do the wee celebration on, on you know, the fallen impact and then have Moose come out and, you know, do do the thing. It's like, like, Leave people happy at the end. No one, no. Do they understand that no one wants to? Is this just us? Do are we the only people that hate Moose? I don't know. Apparently, everyone loves him. It's just me, you, and Burnsy, and everyone else loves me Moose. Me and Burnsy just and we, hate we, Moose. We just have no fucking clue what we're talking about. We <laughs> no. Fair enough. I, 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 I get it. He is a big, intimidating-looking man. He looks great. He like, give him, he looks great. He is actually. You put him in the ring with the right person, you can get a match out of him. I've that seen that match it. he had with Ishi. Yeah, Ishi, Kenny, o, Kenny Omega, but mm. like, it, literally, a broom has had a good match with Kenny Omega. Um, true, true. But his, he is a fucking charisma he's chasm like he's a black hole like he, yep. i don't know if you if you give him a manager maybe i don't know but eh. i'm <laughs> a bit sort of oh you're you're more disappointed than angry <laughs> yeah <laughs> After, when, I, when i watched it i just sort of went oh no just, i can't believe you've done this <laughs> Oh, Jesus. And no doubt they are going to book him like an absolute unstoppable monster now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's his thing. Um, Do you know what that means? He's no Miro. What does that mean? He's no Miro. When a certain man's leg is healed, because Moose took him out storyline-wise. That's going to take a while, though. It is going to take a while. He only had but it'll be so satisfying when it happens. Yeah, fair enough. Doing the, the long fucking road. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, let's talk about Rampage then. So uh, this week again, our Dynamite's on a Saturday, so we got our Rampage first. This Rampage was actually recorded uh, uh, in Miami the week before. Yes. Uh, this weekend is the Jericho Cruise, so mm-hmm. AEW's actually l- missing a shit ton of talent. Like, there's yep. a load of guys here on Rampage, well, 
Rampage recorded anyway, but also Dynamite was was live this week, but they're also missing a shitload of talent there. But they they spliced in pre-recorded stuff. You wouldn't have noticed. Uh, it was all you good. wouldn't have noticed. Put Baker's in two places at once, and you just accepted. <laughs> um, so yeah, Rampage. The the big thing here was we were getting uh, Pac Andrade two. Uh, we had uh, a first first round match for Orange Cassidy uh, Powerhouse Hobbs for our Eliminator Tournament. Orange Cassidy wins that, of course. Uh, we also had Britt Baker versus Anna Jay, which was a grand match. Uh, Britt Baker. Wins it was actually a very good that. match. It was. Uh, um, we had Anna Jay is ridiculous. She is very like for how long she's been at it. Uh, she's seen a couple of years. She's gonna be amazing. Yeah, she she is gonna be something special. Um, and yeah, uh, they they have themselves a decent wee match. It's a it's a grudge match, so no title involved because uh, uh, this is Anna defending the Dark Order after Britt Baker calling them all losers. Um, and of course, uh, Britt cheats like a fucker. Um, mm. But uh, in the end, we we get the lockjaw submission which she then goes back to after um we get ty conti coming out for the save ty conti is number one contender that is going to be the match at full gear that's been announced mm. so um and then on to the the main event which jesus oh, holy unbelievable fu- this was better than the first one and the first one was amazing uh, <laughs> the, uh, like completely different match Mm-hmm. completely different than the the first one and it it was just just i i didn't like some of the the stuff that was that was good and Drotty did that thing again though where he just went fuck you gravity i he does and, uh, done that spin in the air he can fly we saw a top rope brain buster in this oh, match oh man packs like, an animal like what is that Andrade did the three amigos which was cool as fuck the crowd went nuts he's so it. good at doing it. Uh, um, like so many near falls. Uh, mm. Just, just, just lots of good shit. Um, we do eventually get uh, Pack rolling up El Idolo, um, mm. and as soon as the three count happens, lights go out. So Pack wins. Uh, mm. then the lights go out and you know what that means Malachi Black's Hi. here we don't know why um, so he, he hits Pac with the Black Mist um, and then him and Elidolo go to town on, on Pac and the crowd were not happy about this no no uh, I but, couldn't but he, believe that Black was getting booed yeah that's because people love love Pac um, but the thing I love about Pac is Pack doesn't love people; they just love him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this that that brings Cody Rhodes into the ring to to save. He actually gets cheered. To be fair, he does. It doesn't matter next week or for for the next. I week. know. <laughs> yeah. I was shocked when he, he got cheered. He got, I was like, he "Holy got shit!" Cheered at that one point, um, which was all all good. Um, we definitely need a third pack. <laughs> Under oh, the match. I, uh, it's, I can watch him two wrestle all night. That has to be a trilogy. 
It has to be a trilogy. Mm-hmm. It's it's that kind of Okado Omega chemistry you're talking about there. It's it just mm-hmm. works, and and they'll make it different every time, uh, and they'll make it special every time. And yeah, that 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 was a hell of a match. Um, just you see the thing packed did when he went out out of the ring and landed on his head, but not really on his head. He had his feet hooked in the ropes, but he's just like there, and the yeah the the veins bulging out of the neck. Taz. His neck looked like it's more muscles than my entire body. Yeah, it's just the selling. They look like a, like kicking the shit, but it wasn't ever selling to the point where it's like it slowed the match down. It was still like really fast paced, but there the was it wasn't like a luchador match, you know, a lucha libre match where there's no selling at all as well. They looked mm. like they were getting the shit beat out of them, but they looked they're just pushing through. You know, it's just just really good shit. You two, um, the best in the world, there. So you did not. hundred percent, hundred percent. Um. So speaking of trilogies on Dynamite, we're gonna get our trilogy for another match. Uh, in the main event, Malachi and Cody will be going at it again. Uh, which I kind of wish they wouldn't, and just leave it be and let Malachi walk away. But yeah. Mm. <sighs> We'll get this one match out of the way and then he can move on to, to whatever. Mm. Um, but we, we start off with uh, Brian Danielson versus Dustin Rhodes in another first round uh, world title eliminator match. This is probably the best Dustin match since the match against Cody. Mm. Like pretty easy. Uh, I think it's just... It was kind of slow paced at the start. No, it was, it, it was very it was, well it, paced. It was. It, it was... It's he's fifty, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and it's Brian Dan- and and that's that's Danielson adjusting himself to his opponent to still be able to do a, a good match. It's like let's slow it down, um, and and put on something something good, um, and and yeah, it was perfectly paced for his opponent, um, mm. but it still didn't never uh, at any point did it get boring. There's always something yep. happening. Um, there wasn't any like you know born rest holder while while Dustin catches his breath and, and the, the, fair to to, to Dustin he, he can still go but yes he is not gonna be doing any fucking three sixty tope suicidas no <laughs> but uh, that's uh, the, the, this is part of the reason why Danielson's so good is like his adaptability to his mm. opponent he's not just trying to get his shit in he's trying to he'll take you through. And get the best match of your life out of you, um, mm. and as I said, like obviously the the Cody Dustin had the the emotion behind it, so that you know that's what what puts that over the the story. Oh, I, there. I, but but th- this is easily Dustin's best match behind that one. Um, mm-hmm. Danishan wins with a, a guillotine this time. Um, yep, different Just different move again. I, I think he's won with a different move every time. Uh, which is cool. Um, next up, we have a our first round match for the TBS tournament. This is our first match ever for the uh, in the TBS Women's Tournament um, for the TBS Championship. Uh, Penelope Ford versus Ruby Soho. <laughs> uh, so last week we were saying that Penelope is not sort of at the that, same level as a lot of the others. 
Heard that the her match last week was bad. <laughs> she definitely upped her game this week. It was better this week. I I, I still mm-hmm. stand by what I said. It's like uh, mm-hmm. there, is she. But it's good to know she can do better. Yeah, she definitely can. It's down to to the opponent as as well. Um, Soho's fantastic, mm. and she can she, she can carry someone through a match. Who was it? She was against last week. I think it was Bonnie. No, Penelope. Oh, Penelope last week. Sorry, uh, Penelope was up against. Was it Sky Blue? No, was it? It was someone less experienced. I anyway. <laughs> know that for sure. Aye. Um, th- there was one point where uh, Penelope tried to whip Soho to the corner and sent her in the wrong direction, yes. and Soho had to sort of like do this weird. Had to readjust, <laughs> which looked really silly. Um, but yeah, this this wasn't wasn't a bad match. Like she can do some really impressive spots, Penelope, um, with her mm-hmm. you know their her flexibility and that um mm-hmm. her, her gymnastic background. Um. Like if you have the right person there to 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 guide her through the match, you you'll get good stuff out of her. Um, mm. and and this this one was 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 grand. Um, obviously Soho wins. Um, there's a bit of Gaga with some brass knocks in the bunny. At one point, Rick mm-hmm. knocks kicking them out of the ring. I don't know. Yep. So that's not a disqualification if he even sees the intention to cheat. As long as they haven't done it. <laughs> Not until it happens. Um, Not until it happens. But yeah, we we get uh, a roll-up uh, from Soho to, to get the win. Um, yeah. So Soho will continue on. Now, He's I don't, up against Chris Statlander next. Chris Statlander, he got the buy. I don't think we, we talked about the... Uh, the actual bracket itself. Um, so the four four women get a bye because of their ranking. Uh, that's Thunder Rosa, mm-hmm. Jade Cargill, Nyla Rose, and Chris Statlander. Um, so we have Penelope Ford in her first 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 round match. We will also see Anna J versus Jamie Hader, uh, the Bunny versus Red Velvet, and a rematch of Serena Deeb and her Hikaru Shida. Mm. Um, Looking forward to seeing that again. That'll be good. Um, now, Tay Conti, who is ranked number one at the minute, not on this, uh, but she's getting a shot at Britt Baker, so that's all fine. Um, I think for... <laughs> I still think Jade's winning this. I... I it's just that she was ranked number one for a while, and she didn't get a shot at the title, and I think the reason why is because she's gonna win this uh nah. would love to say thunder rosa but uh if, nah. thing, if things we know what thunder rosa's doing if things work out that nah, she i think she takes the title off brit eventually mm-hmm. uh when brit's time to lose it and we've got the fact that jade cargill even if she wasn't going to win it, she's definitely going to be in the final, hundred percent. Mm. She and if that plays out, she will meet Thunder Rosa in the semi-final. Uh, so, you know, uh, <laughs> I think Jade's going to be the the first um, the first TBS champion. Who she's going to mm. be up against, I don't know. Uh, I could see it being Sheeta. Uh, I hope Sheeta beats Deeb this time. 
Well, I think she is going to beat Deeb um, this time and get that 50th win. Um, mm. But I would take either of them. Whichever one of them wins will blow through Nyla Rose. Um, yep. Ruby Soho will probably beat Chris Statlander. Then we are probably going to, we are going to get either Ruby, Ruby Soho against either Deeb or Sheeta, which is going to be another great mm. match. Um, and then we'll have either Soho, actually it's probably going to be Soho, isn't it? Um, versus Jade Cargill in the final, which Jade will win. No, it's like, I guess Soho could win as well. I don't think, uh, yep. I definitely don't think Roses won it. Cause I, uh, yeah, I think, I think she's earmarked for the, uh, the big belt. Um, mm. yeah, so that's, that's the TBS tournament. Uh, we have Bobby Fish versus Anthony Green, which is a, a squish match. Um, and mm-hmm. it only happened so Fish could start beating the shit out of Anthony Green. And then CM Punk comes running out for the, the, the save. And next week we get, well, this week we get CM Punk's first dynamite match against Bobby Fish, which should be great. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this next match, it's a it's another round one uh, world title eliminator match. Lance Archer oh, versus Eddie Kingston. Was this an angle? Or So I guess we should probably explain what happened, but chances are you've watched it yourself. Um, at, so this this starts off great. It's just them beating the fucking shit at each other around everywhere. It, it mm. is pure hoss match. It's like, this isn't a wrestle match. It's a fight. Um which is all great. At some point, Lance Archer goes for a moonsault. Like, very quickly. Go. Does he normally moonsault? I don't think so, but I... I it's not a not a usual thing for him to do. I, I think it's mm. something that he has done in the past. Yeah, I Definitely. think it's like a, a rarity when he pulls it out. Yeah. Um, but, but this didn't go well. Yeah, so he lands sort of on his head, sort of. Um, right on his head like Brock Lesnar style trying to do a shooting star press on his head and mm. uh, so doctors in straight away talking to him he rolls out of the ring uh, Doc Sampson comes up checks with him roll, gets back in the ring uh, Eddie looks worried Eddie rolls him up one two three Eddie wins uh, and then mm. Lance lies there for a good bit Apparently he did walk out on his own, under his own power. Mm. Didn't didn't need help or anything. Uh, made it out. Uh, fuck. It, it's. I hope he's all right. I, if it's an I, angle, uh, I, I'm a stupid big mark. But we all knew that anyway. <laughs> I don't know, man. That was that was a nasty landing, hey, and it was just how quickly it happened and all. Yeah. It, it, it like did, Lance spent ninety percent of that match beating shite out of Eddie. It it did have that air of something's not right here, and if it wasn't an an injury, surely Eddie would have been all over him again. Mm, exactly. But again, that, that could have been playing, and uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, it, it's. I was. My uh, question was: Do you think Eddie was supposed to win? I don't know. I have no idea. But either way, we're getting Eddie Kingston versus Brian Danielson. So that'll actually be really fucking good. Uh, next up, we actually have another squash match. Two squash matches on Dynamite. Jesus. 
<laughs> but Jung- this one was awesome. <laughs> Jungle Boy versus Brandon Cutler. Uh, yeah, Cutler, uh, Cutler just gets stare traps and fuck. Um, it's so fucking funny. Yeah, <laughs> the commentary just bury him as well. <laughs> um, I was shocked when Jungle Boy grabbed the mic. Yeah, so after Jungle Boy wins, uh, Cutler taps. Um, then, so this is what the angle really is. This wasn't a match. No oh, way. <laughs> so he grabs Mike and calls out anybody of the elite. He's ready to go again. That that didn't that didn't satisfy him. Uh, of course, no one appears because fuck Brandon Cutler. Um, so he sticks Brandon back in the, the snare trap uh, and sticks the mic in his face. Where he's like, Brandon goes, somebody help me! <laughs> Adam Cole comes out, uh, calls Jungle Boy an embarrassment, and he says, I'll fight him right now. Uh, and then, you know where this is going. <laughs> Young Bucks from behind. <laughs> JR is not, not liking this at all. <laughs> JR's livid. He is not happy. It's never one on one. Um, so yeah, they they beat Jungle Boy up into the the stage area beside the commentary. Um, give him a BTE trigger and uh, is Cole's knee called lower the boom or just boom? I get the I've boom heard, or something. I, I've heard it referred to as both of those. Uh, and then we get Jungle Boy thrown off the stage through something. Um, they've gotten better. He sold the shit out of It looked really good. They've, they've gotten better since the Jericho off the cage debacle. Um, yeah. You noticed that everything was all nicely covered up in lots of black. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we can't see what he's really landed on. Um, so, it was the young buck shouting at the commentators though. Call the action, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we want a replay. I say back to the truck, get a replay of that. <laughs> Um, yeah, we're heading towards uh, Cole and Jungle Boy. Um, That's going to be amazing. It's just a matter of when. So here we go, main event. Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes. Uh, I will say this was a good match. It was. It was very, very good when it was a match. Mm Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of bullshit around the outside that it really didn't need. Yeah. Um, it was Arn in the ring. Even the... the big shoddy and... The, uh, what's his face? Anderson coming down to the ring. Brock Anderson come down to the ring. Um, Arn's and, second favorite son. And aye. Uh, Glock. Mm. Uh, that crowd chant I, <laughs> what were these? Get the Glock. Get the Glock. <laughs> uh, him making shoot, shooty fucking signs at, at <laughs> fucking Malachi. Um, yep. Yeah, when, when the action was in the ring, it was very, very good. Um, both guys got a bit of color. Mm-hmm. And there, it was very emotional and fast-paced, as you would expect. Um, but then we, 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 we get a, at one point we get a a crossroads from the apron to the table, which was basically Cody putting himself through a table. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
um, that's what led to the to Malachi um, bleeding, and then Cody gets shoved into the ring post, and he's bleeding, and Andrade comes out, um, mm. uh, and and gets gets him uh, causes distraction while his assistant comes in brandishing his iPad, uh, and Arn Anderson spinebusters him. Uh, it's all this this sort of nonsense like just this match does not need this at all these guys mm. these two guys can you know put on something like really engaging without all this shit around the outside but i guess at the same time you you have to involve Aaron anderson because he's been sort of at the center of this thing the entire time with his mm. crazy fucking gum rants um yeah, Andrade, the pack comes running out and, and wheels Andrade up the fucking ramp. Them to just continue on where they left off? Pretty much. We're, we're definitely getting the third match uh, with them two. Uh, that, that much is clear. Um, so, he, yeah, we, we get we, we get a crossroads kick out. Uh, we get a fucking beautiful double stomp off of black oh uh, that was amazing and, and that that suplex the german suplex yep. into the bridge holy shit it was unbelievable high, high 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 up uh looked really good um and then we get a tiger driver from cody mm. which finishes the match uh and, and gives cody the win um so yeah it's cody wins the match is is that is that the end of it then even though Black stole his two wins, so the crowd wasn't the happiest. No, they booed the <laughs> fuck out of it. But what do you expect? I don't think he's turning heel though. I don't think. Uh, I don't think he, either that, or this is a really long game of it. Like he's going to do this so many times <laughs> to the point where people go right. Cody will never go heel, and then the time you're not expecting it. Well, I'm already there because I don't expect them ever to turn heel, uh, and. I think the the fact that like it, it's one of the mistakes that WWE often makes is not giving like you uh, you can't give fans what they want all the time, but you need to at least yes. listen to their feedback and adjust based on that. You can't just head down forge on ahead because that will piss people off uh, and make them turn against you even more. Um, mm. And I, I don't buy the whole thing. It's like, well, he's getting a reaction. It's like, yeah, but it's it's go away heat. It's it's not like it's like, yeah, you should they they think you shouldn't be beaten black and not in kayfabe terms. They mean in in booking terms, and and you don't want mm. people like you never want to get to the point where people are considering the booking of a match, you want to take them completely out of that. They shouldn't be yeah. considering that this is even a booked thing. You want people to buy into it. And then when stuff like that happens, uh, people boo Cody. And then you get people like me and you watching home. It's like, we're taken out of it because of all the other people's reaction to it. And we like, mm. we, it's hard to suspend like your disbelief and, and buy into Cody being the big ear. Even though I, I get, I, love black way more it's hard to me to do the whole heel face thing and when the crowd is turning on it and uh right. yeah i, I still I don't think 
I think Cody's so uh, disliked right now that if he went up against MJF, MJF would be cheered. I think MJF, of anyone, could probably turn it around. Um, He'd be the only guy you would trust. Well, not to trust, but he's the only guy with maybe that good a mic skill. You know, he could fucking bury the town and call them all idiots and all the rest of it. I forgot to mention his segment. Oh, yeah, he beat the shit out of Sting. Yeah. But I was I was worried Sorry. there. Uh, that lagged again in the the ring. So Sting came out to to chat about I, Darby Allen, and he brought brings up Lex Luger. And he just oh, went to say, "Oh, he's on a wheelchair." Oh fuck! <laughs> and Sting just wails him. And I thought Sting was going to be like, "Yeah, t- taking on work." I was like, "No, don't you take it the fuck away from there." <laughs> you know, it was pretty cool though. And it, it was like, all right, that's actually class. Mm. So obviously Sean hits him with a chair. He doesn't react. Yeah. But then Wardlow wails him. Aye. And it's he like, goes down and you're like, oh shit. And then Sean Spears hits him with a chair some more. <laughs> wails on him then. <laughs> fucking has an orgasm by doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then Wardlow wasn't very happy with MJF backstage. Yeah, there's a backstage segment then where Wardlow uh, confronts MJF about being pushed into Sting. Um, so at least we explain how Sting took him down in the first place because he wasn't expecting it. He got pushed into him, um, mm. which MJF brushes off, but we're sowing seeds there. Mm. MJF's going to get a wild fucking beating from Wardlow at some point. Yeah, we, we also had a segment with uh, Britt Baker, the backstage interview, uh, setting up the mm. Ty Conti uh, match for Full Gear. Um, I, I think that that was about it. <laughs> mm. Am I missing something? I've so Leo Rush was with Dante as well. Oh, yes, 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 the Leo Rush. Um, so, yeah, they set up a match against the Seidel brothers. Um, so Dante had been tagging with uh, Matt Seidel, um, and Leo Rush is making him fight them out. I like my theory with the, you know, mm. Leo Rush leading him down a bad road until his brother comes back and, and saves him. I think that's, that's where yep. we're... we're go in there but yeah I'm not too sure where Cody goes from here but guess we'll find out yeah uh, I mean that oh yeah and the Dark Order when he dressed up as Bambi <laughs> sorry what <laughs> yeah remember the Dark Order segment and Hangman came in oh yeah he says it, we have to do about Halloween and John Hunt Silver's all <laughs> I'm a bad man, but... <laughs> oh, he's totally going to, isn't he? <laughs> he's so good. Uh, well, that was a, an eventful week for wrestling in general. Mm-hmm. Um, Boomus. Yeah. Boomus. <laughs> boo Cody. But, Even though uh, we're not supposed to boo Cody. I never was a massive Cody fan, um, but that—it uh, was that thing I go go stuff that just fucking nailed the cut. Like yep. that—that's that—that killed it for me. Um, yeah, that that southern wrestling babyface type stuff is just not for me. 
not for me. No. But um, I guess I guess that's us done with this week's podcast. We shall be back next week. Halloween will have happened. Um, yeah. So we shall uh, see you then. Goodbye. Bye.